Welcome to Amplified. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. This is Ken Roshan, the host of Amplified on Voice America Influencer Channel, and we are sponsored by Big Events USA, as well as the Umbrella Syndicate and Perfect Publishing, and our friends, the Red Carpet Connection. So uh, we have a great show ahead. We have Lena Forsley uh, going to share a little bit about an event coming up, and we're going to have her on for a longer segment coming up uh, later this month. We have Chef Keedy. And then we have Dr. Richard Nongard. So I will go ahead and uh, bring Lena on. Lena is an international bestseller author in a book called Rebel Rising. And she is the founder of Safe Crusade. Welcome, Lena. How are you? Good morning, Ken. I'm fine. Thank you. How are you? I am well. Thank you. So uh, very excited to hear you're going to be doing an event in my hometown, D.C., and it's a march. And tell us about this march. Why? Tell us why you uh, created it, and tell us about when it's happening. Well, I'm very excited to be going back to D.C. As you know, I love it there. Um, so I registered an organization. It's a nonprofit organization in the United States and Canada, and it's called Survivors Advocating for Equity. It's an organization with a mission to call for more legal rights programs and services on behalf of survivors of domestic violence. And so on September 8th, we'll be hosting an event called the Safe Crusade on Washington, uh, which will serve as the official launch for the organization. The route will begin at Capitol Hill, and it'll end at the White House, and we'll have several influential speakers and appearances from a few uh, notable guests. So it'll be a day where survivors, along with their friends and families, can band together, create some great friendships and memories, and mark the beginning of our Safe Crusade for Justice. So for those people who haven't experienced domestic violence or may not know someone who goes through it, can you uh, share why this is so important? Well, I, I think actually everyone everyone has either experienced it or knows someone who has. It's just something that's not talked mm-hmm. about, uh, even though it's become somewhat of an epidemic worldwide. So I hadn't personally experienced domestic violence until 2015. I survived a life-threatening assault. So in the face of overwhelming evidence against a repeat convicted offender, I had to fight for justice in a battle that lasted two years. So the assault aside, I was traumatized by such a horrific experience with the justice system, and I spoke out. And thousands of survivors came forward and and said that they had been treated in the same way, where we virtually have no legal rights, we're silenced, and so I vowed to turn my life event into something positive, so I founded the organization with the hopes of making a difference for future survivors. Well, I know you have two very influential people on in the air following you, and we are going to do everything we can to connect you to other media sources, because I think this is extremely important, and I also commend you for being a powerful one person that doesn't just have an experience, a situation happen and be a victim, but you also cause uh, really a leadership movement so that it actually is diminished and there's more awareness to how big this problem is. Do you have any percentages of how many people are affected by this? The estimation is that uh, every minute, 20 people become victims of a domestic assault. And so I'm sharing my personal story, and I started this organization to let people know that they are not alone, um, but, and also to break the public stigma and inspire others to speak out, find their power, and, and live a life they truly deserve. Like I said, it's, it's somewhat of an epidemic, and uh, yet it's, it's not talked about. So I want to change that, and uh, we need all the support we can get. Well, I know your story is in Rebel Rising. You want to just share where people can uh, pick up that book so they can read it before the march? Yeah, you can purchase Rebel Rising on Amazon. And it's actually a compilation of many other inspiring stories as well. But my personal story is in there. So um, I shared that just so people can can relate to, um, because I think everyone can relate to when they're in domestic 
assault situation. Although the experiences might be different, the emotions, the, the, the tragedies, the feeling of aloneness, the darkness, all that can be, uh, it's very relatable. So I just did that to uh, help others know that they're not alone. Awesome. And I see that Dr. Renee Starlin Allen is in the book. So that's, she's a, quite a force, isn't she? She's phenomenal. She is. She's phenomenal. <laughs> I adore her. Well, why don't you name drop a couple people that are not either in the book or speaking at the event so we can uh, give them some shout outs? Well, we have, um, I'm really pleased to have Miss United States um, attend uh, the, uh, the event, and she's going to be speaking there as well. Ms. Mrs. Washington, D.C., is also going to be attending. Uh, we have Gigi McMillan. She is the founder of an organization called the Purple Runway, it's a domestic violence organization as well. Uh, we have some, uh, an attorney. Um, we have a lady that from Wisconsin who is already working within the legal system to make changes to better serve survivors of violence and, and a few others. So I'm really excited, really excited to have this group of amazing people come join us and, and speak out and create this amazing tribe that we're forming. Well, I, I like the fact that you're taking this from both fronts. You're addressing the fact that victims need to be heard and you're also uh, uh, approaching and uh, remedying, hopefully, the fact that these repeat offenders just get away with it over and over again, and it needs to stop. Yes. We currently have a justice system that coddles the offenders, and, and we need to stop that for sure. Um, so I don't think there's an organization out there right now that's putting any pressure. Uh, from my research, we're the only one whose mission is is solely dedicated to doing just that. So it's not it's an uphill battle for sure. I'm not naive in thinking it's going to be easy, but... Um, you know, someone's got to do it. So uh, let's talk about the march again. Date, time, and how many people do you have coming at this point? Mm, at this point, it looks like there's going to be, so far, the estimation is 2,000 people. And that number is growing every day. And it starts at 10 a.m., as I said, on Capitol Hill. But more details can be found if you access the event information from our Facebook page. And our Facebook page is called Survivors Advocating for Equity. Wonderful. And thank you again for what you're doing. This is cer- certainly a serious problem. And I guess uh, parting words, what, what could you advise people since there's such a, an epidemic and so many people can be affected by this? What are some signs? What, what can you do to make sure that you don't uh, become a future victim? Mm, definitely the signs are extensive amounts of um, a person wanting to control another person the anger, the jealousy, um, actually shielding you from your family and friends, isolating you. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on, but when when you start seeing that controlling aspect and that anger and the jealousy and and you find yourself walking on eggshells all the time, no matter what you do, that is a huge warning sign. They need to get out. And it's really hard because at that point, a lot of people think that this is the best that they they can do and that, or that's what they deserve. So for me it really starts on knowing your your worth and your value and that you deserve better. I imagine the longer you're in it the more dangerous it gets and so it's really important yeah. to identify it early. Well, yeah, um, it becomes just very to- con- controlling and manipulating and uh, you're almost brainwashed at that point. Is this a problem that men also endure, or is this uh, primarily a, a women victimization situation? Absolutely, it's a man's issue. And I think uh, public stigma is actually worse for men because women are, are supposed to be you know, emotional and talk about things. And for men, it's worse because they, they actually face a worse stigma because when they do come forward, they're seen as, they're seen as weak and uh, I've seen many men make fun of other men who speak out, and it's just wrong. I mean, no human was put on this earth to be treated uh, in any negative way or abused. Uh, people were put on this earth to be to be loved and to love. Well, that's a beautiful uh, finish to our little cameo with you, and we will bring you back. And if you want to have any of your prominent speakers join in uh, creating a really wonderful show to bring out this march and really raise it to a, another level. I'd love to see 10,000 people there or more. So let's, let's, uh, let's create that, envision it, and we'll talk to you later, okay? Thank you for the opportunity, Ken. You have a wonderful day.
Thank you, Lena. Okay, Andrea, if you'd please give a warm introduction to Chef Keedy. I can't wait to talk to him about the wonderful things he's doing in the world. Absolutely. I wish I could have uh, seen you, Chef Keedy. I'm here in Vegas and on my way out, and uh, Ken will be coming in and being able to uh, get that picture with you. I'm so excited. So we have Celebrity Chef, a dynamic main stage speaker, and he is one of the most productive health research writers for this generation. Chef Kiti Awadu is on a powerful mission to spread this unique gospel of perfect health. Audiences are consistently amazed at the depth of his health science knowledge and wisdom that he serves up to support his claim that food is nature's most perfect medicine and the medicine has never tasted so good like this before. He's the creator of the Living Superfood brand of nutrition and nutrition-dense raw vegan cuisine, as well as the author of multiple books. And he's been all over the world, done so many things. He has so many accolades that if I actually read all the amazing things that he's done, we would have to actually have to have him back on next Monday. So everyone who's listening, please, standing ovation for Chef Keedy. Thank you for being here. Oh, what a joy. What a wonderful introduction, Andrea. You put so much enthusiasm into that. And it is indeed a pleasure for me today to be on Voice America on Amplified with my brother, Ken. Uh, it's been too long since we've seen each other in person and talk, Brother Ken. Thank you very much, Chef Kitty. I'll tell you, when I met you a couple years ago at the Power Networking Conference, PNC, uh, Dr. Frazier is the one who puts that on. You are quite an energy force to reckon with. And I was so blown away by, I think, three things. One is the amount of downloading you've done from your brain to your table with all these books and CDs and programs and the depth at which you go into each topic, as well as your amazing knowledge and, uh, I guess, controversial research into the hip-hop world, which I hope we can talk about a little bit as well. Is that possible? Oh, you know, we love talking about culture and the role that culture plays in determining individual and group behaviors. Hip-hop is a very influential culture around the world these days. Well, then we're going to make sure we have a little time for that as well. So uh, the thing that's kind of cool about Chef Keedy is that when you meet him, first of all, he's in his 80s or 90s and he looks like he's 20. So that's that's the first thing. He is energetic force. <laughs> So, uh, Chef Akiti, how old are you now? I am just a few weeks from celebrating my 63rd journey around the sun outside of my mother's womb. Brother Ken, I'm on a real tirade right now. On, uh, normally on my birthday, I go live with a video camera and I show everybody me doing one push-up for every year around the sun. This year, yep. I'm going to do more been two push-ups for every right. year around the sun, so I will be turning 63, so the people are going to be witnessing me doing in excess of 126 push-ups, one set, no break, live that on is, camera. That's awesome. That is really, I guess, are you the type of person that's going to go for a Guinness Book of Record the older you get? You know, uh, yesterday I broke my all-time lifetime record. As I'm preparing for a month from now, I've been upgrading my numbers a couple times a week. Yesterday, can't believe it or not, for the first time I did 150 push-ups in one of three sets that I did before going to work. Oh, that's awesome. Well, you certainly live what you... Uh, what you share in your books and, and what you believe. So I am so proud of you. And again, it's been two years since I met you and it wasn't my choice. It's just, uh, I guess this was the time that we're supposed to be talking and amplifying your beautiful message. So what caused you to be such a, I don't want to use the word fanatic, but enthusiast for um, a, a raw life and, and a vegan life? You know, it, this really comes in my life in several ways. For one, this is, of course, my career. I came right out of high school into a biological laboratory in cellular uh, biology, believe it or not. My father was an industrial chemist, so I had a good science background growing up. And all throughout life, it's just been about really enjoying the joie de vie, the joy of life. And among the many things that we can do by deliberate decision, can to increase the joy in our lives is to be healthy, be vital, be youthful, be rejuvenated. 
And when I discovered this pathway about just about 10 years ago and really over almost nine years of direct commitment to it, of living superfood, raw vegan food as the best pathway to optimize health, it's just been getting more and more intense. So um, two years ago in 2016, I released, I think at the time, my 31st or 32nd book called Living Superfood Longevity. And that was when I really latched upon the idea of, hey, you know something? Let's actually reverse the aging process. Ken, I'll be honest with you. I couldn't do 80 push-ups when I was half my age. And now that I'm 62, (laughs) almost 63, the fact that I can do more than twice in that, that's pretty awesome. It certainly is. It certainly is. And... uh Where's this most recent book? I'm, I'm guessing all 32 of them are on Amazon. Is that correct? Um, no, I have maybe about a dozen books up on Amazon. I probably will push a couple of the newer books. I've just been really kind of lagging on a little office time. But I have about a dozen books up. And just um, this summer, early this summer, I released my third book of the year. And this new book, I'm so excited about it, called Living Super in Paradise, Creating Space for Perfect Health. Doesn't that sound like a great idea, Ken? Perfect health for all of us. <laughs> it, it, it's not just a great idea. It's a great way of living. It's a great identity. So I am, I'm all for it. So what can you do for my guests who are listening? Now, we have a certain amount of guests that are listening live, which is a smaller proportion than the uh, tens of thousands that we hope will be listening after the show is uh, airing and going viral. So what can we do for them? Is there anything mm-hmm. we can do to give them some love? I want to teach the way I live. I want to live the mm-hmm. way I teach. So the first thing we're going to tell everybody, find your pathway towards joy, towards daily laughter, towards a celebration of life. Of course, we have the seven principles of optimal health. We want everyone to understand all seven of these and guide your health strategy along the seven principles, mastering the breath, hydration, nutrition, exercise, rest, detoxification, and, of course, our mind-body-spirit matrix is also very important. We're living in an era where a long spectrum, a huge spectrum of mental and environmental stressors, can are injuring people on a daily basis, making it hard to have that joy of life that we are, all are entitled to as mere birthright. So we're teaching how to master mental and environmental stressors, about 40 of them. We need to have a strategy for each of them. And last one I want to make is these waves of chronic disease, cardiovascular disease, cancer, diabetes, high blood pressure, metabolic disorder, kidney disease. These things are coming in waves, and it's like a steamroller rolling down the streets of every city and even in the countryside across this country. This does not have to be. The expenses that Americans are paying for this sickness maintenance system is outrageous, and we better have a better plan than to just by default go along with that. So is it true that your body is a miracle when you treat it like a temple and you do all the things that are in your books and you actually um, are almost, it's almost impossible to have cancer or any other ailment? We can understand these elements. In the latest book, Living Super in Paradise, chapter four is entitled The Logic of Chronic Diseases. And what I do is I take cardiovascular disease, cancer, diabetes, and overweight obesity, among the many others that I've examined. But I take just those four, and I explain these diseases emerge from logical processes. Our body works this way, but when our body is out of sync with the environment in which it evolved to be within, then we have these disordered pathways, what we call pathogenesis, the creation of disease, Become the way that we're living. So we give you the logic. Make it easy to understand. As Malcolm X said, make it plain. And then we help you create a deliberate pathway, the end goal of which should be live in perfect health. At my age, I've never been on pharmaceutical drugs. I have all my teeth. I have all my testosterone. My man stuff is working great. I got a a beautiful body. If you hit my head, people would think I was 25 years old. And lastly, I used to wear reading glasses. I no longer wear them. Why? 
we found rejuvenation, revitalization, reverse the aging process. Now, you know, a lot of people are going to speculate and really doubt this show. You look 25. Come on. Is there any proof that you're more than 25? <laughs> I love getting senior citizen discounts. People always give me a second look and I say, hey, ask me for my ID. That's one of the greatest compliments you could ever give me. Let me tell you, being a senior citizen is a beautiful thing. It's a wonderful thing. It's a magnificent thing. If you ask the average person our age and above, Ken, if you had the, the ability to go back to half your current age, while still maintaining your wisdom, your experience, your calmness of your current age, would you do that? Most people would say yes and say, when do you want to mm-hmm. start? Because we've discovered the process. <laughs> Living superfood is where I teach this process. It's much more than the food. As I said, it's exercise. One of the critical things to, to live our life is mastery of breath. You know why? Because between the breath and the nutrition, that's where energy is generated. And if you see anything common to young people, they have an abundance of energy, and that's a beautiful thing. So breath and energy. Breath and nutrition so said, breath are and the energy. pathways to generate energy. And when we're looking at the creation of cardiovascular and cancer, it's all a matter of mismanagement of the energy system, energy production system of the body. I see. So I, I wanted to... Uh get a reaction earlier, but I was so excited to go into some of the questions. So do you have a a comment or reaction to what Lena was sharing about uh, her topic of abuse, domestic violence? Mm. Yeah, boo. You you opened up a well that we could talk for so long, and she is right on point. All of us need to live our life with a powerful mission, a mission that's greater than self. And I could hear that in her voice and her passion. And, I, and it's hard to deny someone when they're living their passion like that. But I want to just kind of redirect this slightly. There's been so much attention to uh, domestic violence as abuse, to police violence against citizenry as abuse. I want to keep in consideration, Ken, the 1,154 thousand Americans who died prematurely last year because of the abuse of the medical pharmaceutical drug cartel in league with the bad food production industries and the bad regulatory agencies that are supposed to be protecting a public health. We're seeing people dying at outrageous rates and they don't really consider it abuse when it's at the hands of iatrogenics, which translates to death by doctor. Hmm. You know, that was one of the most beautiful transitions I've ever heard. And I've been doing this three years. That was gorgeous. I mean, I'm kind of in awe that you gave a wonderful compliment to Lena, addressed the fact that it is an epidemic, and turned it into really a beautiful segue to what people really need to look out for. It's what are they putting in their bodies? What are they shopping for? What are they buying on TV that's being um, shown as a health and wellness aspect of your life when it's actually a killer. Well said. Thank you. For I want to uh, go to break, and I. Hmm. I just want to say we're going to go to break, but I want to make sure people could connect while we're on break. How do people connect with you on social media, and how can they get more information and go and get your book? I'd love it if they would look us up at LivingSuperFood.com. No S. Living Superfood where we say food is nature's most perfect medicine. And, of course, my name, Chef Kitty, K-E-I-D-I, is easy to remember and easy to find on all the search engines. And when we come back from break, uh, we're going to ask Chef if he would please share some of the documentaries and books that uh, you can also feed yourself. Because when you really think about it, it's the knowledge that allows you the breakthrough of actually having a life you love. So not only are his book's important, but we're going to find some other people that uh, he would recommend that gave him the juice to, to create all this amazing content. We'll be back in a minute. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. 
I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. My family loves the choices and the taste and freshly delivers to my home and my office so I eat healthy all day, every day. If you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout, try out Freshly.com today and save $20 on your first order using coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Your taste buds and your scale will thank you. So save 20 bucks today with coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. Wow, what an amazing first segment. I'll tell you, sometimes this show needs to be a couple hours long, and this is definitely one of those days. So, Chef Keedy, welcome back back for the second segment we certainly did not finish everything we wanted to talk about i was uh i want to save some of my rapid fire questions for books you'd read and books uh, movies you'd recommend so when did you write your first book did you have some Ooh, my first book you know i first started writing for a newspaper in the mid-1970s doing music reviews concert reviews and then as i was traveling for 30 years as a professional touring musician around the world this thing called AIDS came upon the population, and that was when I got pulled back into <laughs> cellular biology, and I started writing regularly about that. So I had a series of books that came out in 1996, the official, official first year that I was really saying I am a published author. And believe it or not, Ken, I had seven books come out in one year, 1996. Hmm. What did that do for you? Oh, it was quite a change. I found that I was functioning like a one-person uh, research think tank. Now, I had been a member of research groups and think tanks around the country that were very influential as well. I was a very early pioneer in websites and a number of other things, among the first to do web radio, web TV, etc. But let me tell you, what did it do for me? It gave me a confidence that I had a, a voice, an adult voice that the world did want to listen to, and eventually this not only influenced and assisted the world to progress, but I've turned a lot of my own voice in helping myself advance. That's wonderful, and you just uh, shared that you were in the music scene. What did you play? Did you create any uh, CDs? Oh, I had the most wonderful time. I played a number of instruments. I started off playing publicly on drums. I first got played playing paid playing bass guitar for many years i was a guitarist a keyboardist a lead singer songwriter i had a top 40 hit in europe i got a chance to travel and tour and record with some of the world's best known musicians especially focusing on reggae calypso caribbean music for many many years ken i had a great time and as a record producer i think i produced about 25 different albums you're extraordinary. So, uh, again, I'm guessing these are on iTunes. You can get them. We could put links to check out the music. Is that correct? They're, my music's out there. You know, because I've been writing for over 20, over maybe close to 30 years now, full-time, the music has kind of taken a back 
a backseat, but yet the music's out there. Um, one of my favorite albums that I have out there is the group called The Superiors, and that music is just wonderful to hear. And I may have a new personal album coming out within the next year or so. Got some great songs recorded for that one as well. Have you heard of Love Light Festival? No, I'm unfamiliar with that, but maybe I should know more about it. Well, I'm, I'm, I wasn't even thinking that we'd have this conversation, but it's gone down this uh, beautiful path. And Love Light Festival is happening in September in Baltimore. It is a vegan type of Woodstock. No drugs, no alcohol, and it is very spiritual. It's very holistic, very yoga-ish. And I would love to introduce you and connect you to Sid McNary and the other um, host and producers of the show. I think that would be pretty remarkable for you to share in the music and also the energy that they're uh, creating. Oh, man, what a great idea. You just planted a seed in my head of combining the music with living superfood with a powerful on-stage presentation pageantry. Hey, we could make this work, yeah. <laughs> okay, so why don't we do a couple things after the show? We'll, we'll connect you with Sid and the other co-hosts so you can at least learn about the show, see if it's, I mean, the event, and see if it's a the kind of vegan Woodstock you'd like to either support or at least connect with so that they can actually take the show on the road to Vegas or wherever else you guys take it. But I think that'd be pretty remarkable. And I do believe that there is a real connection to energy and music and energy and uh, the, the, the superfoods that you talk about. It's like a double, a double well, dose. And if I could just touch on that point, you've just introduced something that I want all of our listeners to understand. Cooperation, collaboration, merge your talents, your skills, your ability, your resources with those of other like mine. We are transforming the world. But you know, most of us who do great things don't do these things alone. We collaborate, cooperate with our brothers and our sisters. Well, thank you for that, Chef Kitty. And we have to go to our next guest. I should say we we want to go to our next guest, and we don't want to have you uh, finish at this point. So we're bringing you back for the rapid fire, which is really quick questions, quick answers. But can you just give um, a one to two minute synopsis of your study of the Tupac Notorious Big? Because I I just I, I don't think there's going to be time later in the show. Let's let's talk a little bit about what prompted that, and that you have actually material about that. The work that I've done over my life in molecular or in cellular, cellular biology also began to merge more and more with fertility, reproduction, demographic trends, etc. I am a scientific futurist, which means I am trained in 15 separate science-based disciplines. Early in my research, I came across controversial information regarding population control. And as I chased this down, I started to see these flags popping up all around me. And when we look at the rise of hip-hop, we have to understand this was a youth cultural movement, a very powerful movement, a revolutionary movement emerging from urban youth, expected to be emerging from urban youth. And then when we started considering what is happening with these young people, why the mysterious death of Eazy-E in 1995, Tupac's assassination in 1996, Biggie Small's assassination, I said, in 1997, I then said, well, because I've written extensively on rap, hip-hop culture, and its influence on urban youth, which also constitute, to a large degree, the reproductive age youth of demographic uh, of de demographic segments of American population, are there keys to tie these all together? And unfortunately, the answer was a very large and deliberate yes. The subtitle to my one of my biggest selling books of all time, Rap, Hip Hop, and the New World Order, the subtitle was Planned Chaos in Youth Music Culture, where I introduced a radical concept that we had uncovered a cabal and actually drew out a, a chart connecting all these elements that had set up a system to influence the behaviors of urban youth, ultimately leading them to behaviors that undermine their ability to form stable families for the next generation. Uh, yes, and so that translates a little bit into the public school system being dumbed down so that um, poor public school systems actually don't produce people that are sustainable and success-minded. Is that kind of a way of putting it in a little bit? Yes. Ultimately, 
that leads into the larger conversation about mind control and social engineering. Right, right. <clears throat> well, I wanted to bring this up in the in the show because when we had an in-depth conversation a couple of years ago, it, it blew me away. And again, I can't believe it took two years to get you on the show, but you know, this is the time. And Love Light Festival is probably part of the reason that um, this time is happening because we just had them on the show two weeks ago or a week ago. So I am so proud of what you've accomplished. I'm so honored to have you not only on the show, but to call you a friend. And I love you, Chef Kitty. You're, you're an awesome guy. Really love you. Uh, thank you, Kim. The love you share with your audience, I receive it as well. And it is reciprocated. We love you too, brother. Okay, well, we're going to have you back on in the last five minutes for Rapid Fire. Andre, if you'd be so kind as to introduce Dr. Richard Nanda. Absolutely. Uh, so just so you know, uh, we are also going through a pre-boarding check right now for me to get on a plane. So this is a really great opportunity for me to share Dr. Richard Nongard because he is all about transformational viral leadership and the cultural differences that people can overcome. And he just so happens to not only be this amazing speaker, uh, international guru, but he also happens to have uh, an interest in food, having owned four restaurants in the past, as well as he happens to be a client of Chef Keaty's. So it is so fun to have him on. Dr. Richard Nongar, thank you for being on the program with us. Well, thank you very much. It's great to be here today. Well, uh, Richard, I'm going to guess you heard a part of Chef Keaty's program. Did you hear, I did, did I you hear did, that? I did. Super, super. So I, I just want to say, is there anything you want to add to that portion of the show? You know, I, I thought it was really fantastic to hear uh, really a, a whole bunch of different ideas, especially those ideas that surround culture and community. You know, food obviously is a big part of that, but all of the different elements that can help us to engage in community, help us to become viral leaders. And by viral leaders, I'm talking about people who take the success of the moment and translate it into sustaining business. And by aligning with culture, we have the ability to do that as well. Well, I was very excited to see in your bio that you studied the Zig Ziglar style, and I have bought probably everything he's called the, he's got something called the whole shooting match i'm the one who bought that at the the show it's like two thousand dollars. i want to ask uh, I, yeah go ahead go ahead oh i, I was just going to say uh why, why don't you continue with that part and then i have a question for you go ahead about zig ziglar right here yes or no uh, i don't know what he's saying i'm just hearing a lot of background noise I, I am too. Uh, Andre, if you could mute. And I was, uh, so first of all, I was saying that I bought everything by Zig Ziglar, the whole shooting match, and you were about to say something, and it was probably connected to Zig Ziglar. So, so you know, go ahead I was and really uh, say blessed. what that it was, uh, was. Probably about 1981. I took a job, 1982, somewhere in there. Uh, I, I, uh, I was young. I knew nothing about sales. And my entire sales training consisted of being thrown in a back room and listening to the Zig Ziglar VHS, probably Zig Ziglar Betamax tapes back then. And I had no idea who he was, message. And the idea of being able to engage people with a powerful message while reciprocating and giving them something of value really resonated with me. And so when I do leadership, coaching, and training, and teaching, those are the things that I really try to focus on, our ability to create maximum connection. Well, I saw also that you have have identified yourself as a serial entrepreneur, which is my title underneath my business card. And I do believe that is kind of like an ultimate um, coin that you toss that you want to make a difference in the world and that you are up for any challenge. So why don't you tell what serial entrepreneurism means to you? You know, the reason why I wrote my new book, Viral Leadership, is because it not only applies to the C-suite in Fortune 500 companies, but it really applies to the entrepreneur. Often, as a solopreneur it specifically, we wonder, what does leadership have to do with me? Well, our first customer is actually our first follower. We want to lead them into a buying decision. And we can create lasting and transformational businesses uh, through entrepreneurship. I have 
through my employees, uh, given them opportunities to care for their own families. Through the products that I've offered, I've helped the community to meet very specific needs. And entrepreneurship gives us also a pathway to personal freedom and fulfillment. I think our two greatest needs are probably freedom and love. And entrepreneurship is a great way to really meet both of those needs. But freedom in particular, no one's written me a paycheck since 1994. And for that, I am very grateful. Uh, I was asking uh, at the very beginning of the segment, I wanted to find out what your name, Nongard, means. What is that? Um, where is that from? You know, it's a Danish name. My grandfather changed it from N-O-N-N-G-A-A-U-R-D down to the shorter version, Nongard, which is kind of great, N-O-N-G-A-R-D. So he actually misspelled it and took the U out. He took too many letters out. And uh, so the result is I'm the only non-guard on the planet other than my children. And <laughs> so I'm very easy to find because then I can be nonguard.com spelled N-O-N-G-A-R-D and, and, and it's been awesome for marketing. As I understand it, it's a Danish word that literally means the backyard. That's pretty cool. So yeah. your new book that's out, uh, let's, let's talk about, uh, first of all, why you wrote it. Sure. I, I wrote the book, Fire Leadership, because a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of executives find momentary success. They get attention. They get some press. They get some social media buzz. They got something good going. They have a new product that's introduced. It takes off. But the difference between a great idea and temporary success or being a flash in the pan is actually leadership. So probably a great example of this is the Double Tree Hotel cookies. Most people are familiar with those awesome, delicious cookies. Uh, they give them away at every Double Tree Hotel whenever you check in. And travelers, of course, look forward to their delicious, yummy Double Tree cookie. But that was actually a deliberate idea. It wasn't the idea of some clerk to share grandma's cookies. It, it was actually a deliberate marketing idea. Um, it was hashed out boardrooms over the years. Uh, Double Tree now has given away a half a billion cookies. Uh, they've made the corporate decision that from Beijing to Frankfurt to Midland, Texas, and everywhere in between, every Double Tree cookie will not only have delicious cookies, but hot cookies with an oven in the, uh, uh, literally in the front desk area to cook the cookies in. And the result is that Double Tree has been able to differentiate themselves with something as simple as a cookie. But it's been a sustaining idea. It's been going on for 30 plus years, a half a billion cookies. It's been a part of community activism. It's been a part of identifying the brand. The result is that Doubletree is Hilton's most successful uh, and profitable brand of, of all of the different you know, Hilton hotel brands that they have. Uh, those were leadership decisions. Uh, a cookie is just a gimmick. But parlaying that success into something sustaining, highly profitable, and creating a bigger, broader identity is, is, is really a, an example of how leadership can go viral. Justin Bieber's another example. Of course, he put up some videos, you know, I guess his mother did uh, when he was a kid on YouTube and got millions of hits. Other people put up YouTube videos and got millions of hits. But he actually created a sustaining music career. Now, of course, he had some problems growing up as an adolescent, but a lot of musicians are a flash in the pan. He seems to have staying power. He's engaged in social media. He's engaged, actually, in the community. He does service work. Uh, he has become a, a cultural icon, not only because he's an excellent singer, who may or may not enjoy that type of music, but because people who have helped him and he himself have created something sustaining and lasting. My prediction is he'll have a music career for the next 50 decades. Mm. That's awesome. You know, I wanted to just say that the cookie has so much symbolism to home, too, because if you're coming to your house and you smell the cookies and baking, you feel like you're at home. So it's actually a, one of the most brilliant. Yeah, it's one of the most brilliant gimmicks you could put together super, and, super and there's no one at Doubletree that checks in doesn't. Yeah. And hotels really don't Heck differentiate yeah. themselves. The Hilton has been able to do that with the Doubletree cookie. 
Yeah, some have done the apple, and I'm not really you know crazy about the apple, but that doggone warm cookie, and especially when you can say, can I have a couple of them? They're so gracious and let you have as many as you want. So <laughs> that is brilliant. So uh, let's give a shout out to R.J. Banks. Who is he and how did he? He contributed to your book. RJ Banks is an awesome guy. He uh, lives here in Las Vegas near me. We met when he was in Seattle. Uh, he uh, was a music producer, uh, an executive in the music industry back in the 1990s, a radio show host. And then he became a diagnostic technician and ended up becoming the head of radiology before he went blind as a result of probably being around all the radiological equipment. And so he moved to Las Vegas uh, a year ago and uh, he is a wonderful thinker, and he co-wrote the book, Viral Leadership, with me. He is 61 years old. He's got a tremendous amount of experience, in, of course, as a healthcare manager and as a executive in the entertainment business. And so when he collaborated with me on the project, it was really great to have him because his experiences mirror my experiences in that a good idea is great. But being able to make it sustaining gives business the ability to be as beautiful as art or literature. There are restaurants that are 1,200 years old. There are construction companies that are 1,500 years old. We all are familiar with Colgate, and that product has been around for 250 years. And Harper Collins Publishing has been around for 200 plus years. Business is not something that is uh, a flash in the pan when we use the principles of effective leadership and become something sustaining that can literally last centuries or even millenniums. And so he brought his expertise to the project, and I'm really grateful that um, that he did that. Likewise. Uh, so he's in Vegas. I'm coming to Vegas tomorrow and Wednesday to do a photo shoot of authors, speakers, influencers, leaders to complete the uh, Key Smiling Las Vegas edition, which honors the people that create community, collaboration, abundance, and inspiration. So are you, you in the Vegas area? I live in Las Vegas also, and it's interesting that you okay. said that because on my website, I just published an ebook titled Community, Culture, and Engagement. And I give that away on my website because I think it's so important that all influencers understand that that formula of engaging community, aligning culture, and creating identity is the formula for success. So it'd be great if we could touch base with you right here. Well, well Dr. Nongard, I'm going to sue you because I said it first on the air, and then you copied me. So, <laughs> so I look forward to meeting you. I'm going to be flying in. I'll be there at about 9.30 tomorrow morning. And it is a fun – do you know uh, Judy Mario? M-O-R-E-O. I don't know Judy. She's a – She's got a couple of TV shows, and she's bringing together, I don't know, about 50 uh, speakers so I can photograph them. But I'm putting a lot of influencers and leaders in this book. And although I have Chef Keaty's photo from two years ago, I want to get a more up-to-date photo and one that's non-conference-like. Sure. And it would be great to, to break bread with you at a vegan restaurant. And there is talk that there might be an Indian vegan restaurant buffet that we can go there to. So I don't know if that, that'll work. Here. We even have a vegan fast food place that you can drive through and get a vegan burger at. Awesome. Well, I yeah. plan after the call to talk to both of you guys so that when I arrive tomorrow, we can actually create some inspiration and tie community together and also promote everything you, you guys are about because it's a, it's a beautiful message. I wanted sure. to... Um, actually digress a bit, uh, Dr. Nongard, and actually say, what was it like in your childhood that caused you to be who you are? What, it, what was the why that was caused because of your childhood? Uh, well, being a licensed psychotherapist is probably an easy one for me because I've certainly evaluated that. But when I was growing up, my parents divorced when I was young. I only saw my father once before he died when I was 16. And uh, and so I spent, I think, many years sort of struggling on my own as a kid. I was an entrepreneur. I sold Olympic greeting cards door to door. I started a, uh, uh, a lawn business when I was 12. I started doing magic and animals at kids' birthday parties. That's how I actually paid for my college education. And so I got the entrepreneurial spirit young, probably out of necessity. And that has been a gift that's really served me well. You know, we have 
in life experiences that are both tragic and experiences that are that are wonderful. The, the great thing that we have is the ability to choose how we'll respond to any situation and even choosing to make difficult situations into something awesome. And being able to step into that really is a pathway to abundance. But we're going to go into rapid fire really quickly, and it's just to get some gold nuggets from both of you, so it's as quick a question as it is an answer. So I will start with Chef Keedy. Uh, what's a book that changed your All life? All right. A book that changed your life, Chef Keedy. Okay, books that changed my life. Among the most powerful books, The Conscious Eating by Dr. Gabriel Cousin and Power Aging by Dr. Gary Noll. All right, and Dr. Nungard? Uh, Mental Chemistry by Charles Havel. Certainly a book that influenced me. The idea that nothing existed without it being an idea first. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to put links to this so that you can actually explain it later. And uh, Chef Keedy, uh, a documentary or or movies that change your life? Oh, go uh, Simply Raw. The 30-Day Diabetes Raw Food Challenge, as well as Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead. Loved them both. <laughs> awesome. Dr. Nongard? Uh, I can't remember the title of the Melvin Spurlock movie, but the movie where he ate McDonald's for 30 days, and I've never been able to look at fast food with the same perspective. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. And a quote you live by, Chef uh, Keedy. Oh, food oh. is nature's most perfect medicine. And that's quoting me. <laughs> awesome. Think Dr. outside Nungard. of the box. Think outside of the box, and the box ceases to exist. All right, and as quickly as you can, Chef Keedy, one more time. How can people connect with you? They can text the word "superfood" to six six eight six six. I'll send them a free download of my digital ebook, Sixty Four Advantages of Living Superfood. All right, in five seconds, Dr. Nongard, how can people follow you? My website is viralleadership.com, and at the bottom of the page is my ebook, Community, Culture, and Identity, right there at viralleadership.com. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, Chef Keedy and Dr. Nongard, you guys are amazing leaders, serial entrepreneurs, and prolific content providers. So thank you so much for being on Amplified. This is Ken Roshan on Voice America. We are sponsored by Big Events USA and Perfect Publishing. We will see you again next week. Thank you so much. And we are flying to Vegas to see these two wonderful leaders. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashad again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard. 